Well, the uh, Clark County, uh, Nevada Fire Department is, uh, is, is holding a, uh, a, a press conference along with uh, police and other first responders uh, in Las Vegas right now. And the death toll continues to rise. It's now 59 dead and 527 injured in the Las Vegas massacre. Uh, with me on the KGO Live line is uh, Alan Baris. Uh, Alan is a certified active shooter response instructor. And I invited Alan on the program today because these shootings, again, are happening with alarming frequency. And what do you do when you find yourself in a situation where there is an active shooter? Welcome back to the program, Alan. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having me back, Brian. Appreciate you having me on. Okay, so uh, just a couple of questions. Uh, we'll start with this. Are there any, these shootings are so random, and it, it's people who are going about their lives doing things that people normally do, whether it's going to work, going to the office, going to a show or a concert, going to see a movie, when some demented person pulls out a firearm and starts shooting. Are there any places that you find that are, are, are there, these kinds of events are more likely than others? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. With the statistics that we've had with the FBI, workplaces are the largest number, you know, and workplaces could be a variety of things. Right. You know, you sadly had the UPS shooting, what, six months ago in yeah. San Francisco. You know, we've had movie theaters and all, all sorts of different things fall into the workplace. Schools is another big one that comes in behind, you know, workplace. But schools, you know, we have, we've had elementary, we've had middle school, we've had high school, and we've had university college campuses. So it's just all over the place. So there is, you know, it, it, there is no rhyme or reason, quite frankly, is, is, is the bottom line here. There's not. I mean, what we do know is they have increased, the trend has increased, and we do know that the casualty rate has increased, mm -hmm. you know, statistics show us. But we cannot pinpoint and the experts can't pinpoint a specific um, individual type that is doing these because you know look at today he was in his 60s you know last week we had kids in schools it's it ranges from kids to elderly men usually but we've had some women and from we've had different races we've had all sorts of different things so there's nothing to pinpoint but the one thing they do all have in common is access to firearms Almost, because we have access, you know, I mean, they do have access when we talk to shooters, but when we look at active threats, we've had individuals with knives, we've had individuals with explosives, we've had individuals with vehicles running people over. Yeah. All right. Um, so it, it ranges all over the place. Okay, but when you're talking about knives, you're not going to have 59 people dead from somebody with a knife. That is correct. Uh, you know, a firearm or an explosive enables people to cause a higher body count than a bladed weapon. All right, let's talk about last night. Um, and in terms of what you can do if you find yourself in a situation where there's an active shooter. Had you been in that crowd last night enjoying that concert, then all of a sudden there's gunfire. And if you, if you look at the video, it takes a minute to realize that it's gunfire because it's such a rapid succession. On video, it sounds like it's a helicopter going overhead. Had you been there, tell me what's, what the first thing is that you would have done had you been in that crowd that would have, the, would have best uh, increased your odds of survival. Certainly. And what I teach in the courses, Escape, Deny, Attack, Back, some of those choices last night were eliminated. 
there was no way to attack back and take out a shooter from that far away up in a hotel. So your options are to escape the kill zone and or find cover that you can deny that person access of shooting you. If you can get behind something that's bulletproof. And from what I've seen, there was very little of that around. So just running and getting out of the kill zone is your best option when you hardly have anything good. And that is why it's so important to know your exits and the avenues out of any place that you're in and sort of have that plan just in case something happens, whether you're in a building and it's a fire or something terrible like last night. I want everyone to know the way out of any place they're at, because that's going to be your first and only choice last night. All right. So that's just in, in, in 21st century America, that's the way we got to live. Anywhere you go into any, any structure you enter, you need to, first thing you need to do is figure out how do I get out? I think that's the safest way to live. I mean, when, when you get on an airplane to fly, what do the attendants tell you? Look around for the nearest um, exit in case something bad happens. And in aircraft, when we look at aircraft disasters, they have found people have sat in the seat and died while people that passed them and got out. And when they interviewed the people that survived these accidents, the thing they had in common, they all looked to see where the nearest exit was. And they had that plan of something bad happened that they were going to get out of that plane. Okay, I want to uh, talk to you, talk to you some about uh, uh, what to do in terms of, of workplace shootings and, and in the office where it's not a situation like last night and what you do when you with the pandemonium of of other people who are running and screaming and all over the place. Can you do one more segment with us? Certainly. Great. With me yeah, on the with me on the KJO Live line is Alan Baris. Alan is a certified active shooter response instructor. Uh, we're talking about what you do in if you find yourself in a situation where there's an active shooter. And in fact, we'll even open it up in the next uh, in the next segment if you've got any questions for Alan. Eight zero eight zero eight one zero is the telephone number. I'm Brian Copeland. You're listening to KGO. Brian Copeland. Brian Copeland on the next generation of KGO eight ten. Breaking format today. Normally at this time we have Motivation Monday where I bring you an expert in the field of personal development. Uh, but in light of the tragedy in Las Vegas and uh, Tom Petty, um, again, we don't have clarification on whether Tom Petty is still with us or not. Uh, TMZ had reported that life support had been removed and that he had passed away and other news organizations picked up on that. Now they have backtracked and they have said uh, the LAPD says that they have no confirmation that Tom Petty has passed away. So keep it tuned right here to KGOA 10. We'll let you know the information as soon as it becomes available. With me on the KGO live line is Alan Baris. Uh, Alan is a certified active shooter response instructor. His website, surviveashooting.com. We're talking about what to do if you find yourself in a situation where there is an active shooter. Okay, the this, this situation last night, and in a lot of this, these circumstances, I'm thinking of, of uh, the, the Dark Knight shooting in the movie theater in Colorado. When there are a lot of people and shooting starts, you've got pandemonium. You've got people running and yelling and fleeing for their lives, running every which direction. Now, you said the first thing to do is to look for your exits, but what if you can't get out or you can't get to the exit because there's pandemonium? Then what do you do? You try some way to deny the shooter access to you. And that may be if you're in a separate room, you lock a door and barricade. 
It may be getting behind cover or concealment. The difference being cover will stop bullets. Concealment just hides you where he can't see you in the hopes that if he doesn't see you, he won't shoot. Cover always being better. And some things will do both. Um, a last-ditch effort, you, you don't have any choice. If the guy is right there, you need to attack back. Um, or if you attack back, you ambush a shooter at a corner or a doorway. And people have been successful. In the last month, we had the custodian in Washington, the teacher in Illinois, and the usher in Tennessee. All three of those individuals stopped shooters when they were unarmed themselves and saved lives. I got some folks on the line with some questions for you. Okay, if we take some, take some calls. Certainly. Okay, with me on the KJ Live line, Alan Maurice, a certified active shooter response instructor. Uh, let's talk to Art in Oakland. Art's got a great question. Hey, Art, welcome to KGO. Hey, guys, great show, and uh, my heart goes out to all the folks in Las Vegas. Um, I was wondering, Alan, if you recommend or you think it's a good or bad idea if in the event of a, a close combat type thing where the suspect is close, playing dead or just laying there immobile is that something you encourage it kind of the last resort or no that's a good question art some people recommend it it has been successful for some individuals however i don't recommend it and most people don't because you know such as instance as columbine when they walked around and they shot the people under the desks whether they were hiding or just playing dead uh, Cho in Virginia Tech walked around and shot people um, that were could have been dead. They might not have been. He just walked around shooting bodies. I much rather a person take a proactive stance and attack back and take the guy out or deny him access than just play dead. But with that said, it has saved a few people in some situations. Uh, let's go to Kat in Carmel. Hey, Kat, you're on KGO with Brian Copeland and Certified Active Shooter Response Instructor Alan Burris. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, Brian. Hi, Alan. Yes, so I have a son who's a musician and another son who manages several musicians, and they're all attending a lot of these music festivals. And I think that when I say that I share a concern with a lot of moms when we know that our kids are at these, you know, weekend festivals like Coachella, um, you know, I know there's several up in the Bay Area. What what can you advise them to do when you're in, in you know, that type of an environment to to be safe? When there's just sometimes I think there's one where there's like 100,000 people. And how how do you stay safe if someone were to come in and start shooting people up? That's a good question. And that's a great question. Great question. And, you know, to be real honest, sometimes it's just luck, you know, because, I mean, look at the, we had the bombing at the Ariana concert. When you're in a huge group like that, if you're the first individuals, either with a bomb, a firearm, something, there's not much you can do. Um, before that, I'm hoping that people are paying attention and being aware but I'm realistic enough to understand that when you're watching a concert, you're not scanning around you looking for a threat and somebody going to come in the back door and do something terrible or from a window of a, of a hotel across the street. And so, but when it does start happening, we need to know how to get out. Um, we need to be aware of what cover and concealment are and our escape, our escape routes. Um, 
it's a bad thing. And I don't want to scare people and say, don't attend these big concerts because mm-hmm. they're a lot of fun. And most of the time, they're safe. You know, we have to keep in perspective that while last night was terrible, there were a lot of concerts this year that were just fine. That went off just fine. I, and, and here's the other thing, too, is, you know, the security ever since 9-11. You know, security at, at, at concerts has been stricter. You know, people are going through metal detectors. People are being patted down. You're opening purses. You're opening bags. You're not allowed to bring certain, certain you know, packages and things in uh, to a concert. However, you look at last night, the guy wasn't at the concert. You know, the, so, so for all that security, the, you know, the shooter was not at the concert. The shooter was in his room, you know, at, at a hotel across the way. So... Correct. And that's a security nightmare. There's nothing the people at the concert could have done. No, nothing. It was an ideal situation for a killer that also wanted to die and almost the worst situation for everybody else because they're out in the open, a big group with, with no place to go. Let me uh, uh, piggyback onto, onto Kat's question because her sons are musicians and you talked about what to do if you're in the crowd but what about the, the about the performers? And I'm a performer, you know. I, I I do you know performances and I open for people at concerts and things. You know, Jason Aldean, who was on stage at the time performing, when he realized it was gunfire, he got the hell off stage. He didn't say a word. He turned around and he booked. And and he's getting a lot of grief today from people saying that he was a coward for running, for running away. What should he have done? I mean, did he do the right thing, getting off stage? I think he did. I mean, you can you can go back and say, oh, he's a coward. What could he have done? Exactly. I mean, now he could have maybe yelled, there's a shooter, everyone get the safety, and then ran. But when something like that happens, you know, you're not thinking anymore. And that's why I, I stress so much to people that you need to have a plan and you need to have thought about what you would do before it actually happens, and that will better prepare you to react and do something. Because... I don't even if you have a plan, the fear and adrenaline are going to hit you and you're not going to be thinking. Mm-hmm. And self-preservation is going to be overriding principle. All right. Alan Baris, uh, who is a certified active shooter response instructor. Uh, Alan's website with a lot of good information. And he also does training on, on how to deal with, uh, with, with situations such as this. You can reach out to Alan at his site, which is surviveashooting.com surviveashooting.com and we will put that information on the KGO website. Alan Burris, um, thanks for joining us. I, I, I will have you on again and, and, and hopefully um, I was going to say hopefully under, under circumstances that aren't as dire as today but uh, you know we know this is going to happen again. We know this will happen again and that's the sad part. And that is the sad part and thoughts and prayers to everybody in Las Vegas and thank you much for having me on Brian. All right, Alan Burris, surviveashooting.com. If all goes well, we'll check in Representative Jackie Spear and find out what, if anything, Congress is going to do to try to prevent tragedies like this in the future. All that is the Brian Copeland Show continues here in KGO. Members first, members first. Pacific Source Health Plans for members first. Find them at pacificsourceintune.com. In tune with you.